Welcome to another edition of Sounding Off on Soccer. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. What a time of year. This is September has just rolled into play. Uh, We've been doing a lot on Pittsburgh Soccer Now in terms of covering all aspects of the game in our area. And this is the time where everybody's pretty much in full motion, full uh, schedules. Uh, the high school season is about two plus weeks in. Um, be sure to check all that out on Pittsburgh Soccer Now. We also have the college season. Uh, Pitt, Robert Morris, and Duquesne of uh, both men and women's teams have uh, also well, about what three three plus weeks into the schedule, especially for the women and men, probably two plus weeks. So we're starting to see where everybody kind of stands and um, some good news is, and I look forward to um, having on this podcast, um, it's just timing has been a little bit of an issue of late, um, but having uh, the Robert Morris coaches, you know, uh, just just having them on um, uh, and talking with us because both uh, the men and women, they're, they're without a loss between the two programs. So we're excited about that uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Chris Shaw, uh, we're probably going to try to catch him um, soon, uh, at least this week at some point. And John Potter, Jonathan Potter in his first season, um, so far 2-0-2. And, and so, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, both Robert Morris programs are doing well. Of course, Pitt. Uh, men are struggling a little bit, but, um, you know, again, couple top 10 um, opponents uh, and losses. And, you know, they, they looked good at different points, but they, they, they couldn't put a, a complete game together uh, in those, those matches against the top 10 teams in Marshall uh, first. And then, of course, Georgetown, where they lost. Um, so, so Pitt, uh, you know, they have some work to do. But knowing Jay Vitovich uh, on the men's side, they they will they should be able to right that ship. But um, not much time to to they won't have much time uh, because they have to turn around and play Wake Forest at the end of the week. And then, of course, the last uh, you know the Pitt women uh, are doing. Uh, very well to start the season. Uh, they're without a loss. They've 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 they're scoring goals. Um, I believe Sarah Shapansky might be up to six or seven goals at this point. Uh, former North Hill North Allegheny um, standout and Mo Rosenstiel award winner. But it's a balanced attack. I mean, they've Landy Mertz. They have Amanda West back. This is a this might be a really special year for Pitt women, but of course they haven't entered the ACC schedule yet either. So it's a lot of good college stuff going on too. But uh, today I'd like to, you know, it's been, uh, we've had uh, no Riverhounds uh, games or coverage in over a week. And so it's time to get back, uh, roll up our sleeves, six matches left to go uh, for the Riverhounds in their season. And they're currently hanging on to first place. They have 51 points. Uh, They've played 28 matches with 14 wins, nine draws, and five losses. Uh, Coming right at them will be Tampa, uh, which two games uh, at hand on the Riverhounds uh, because they've only played 26, and they have 15 wins, five draws, and six losses. So I think it's going to be a dogfight down the rest of the way between the Riverhounds, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and then the third-place team, uh, Charleston Battery, is real close as well. So those three teams are all within very close uh, numbers of each other. The Hounds with 51, Tampa at 50, and Charleston at 49. 
So one of those three will probably end up top of the table. Um, we'll talk about playoff implications and things like that. Um, moving forward, we'll have an edition of the Hounds Notebook to come this week. And looking forward to uh, sharing more information uh, there. And then, of course, previewing this Saturday's match against Loudoun United, which are sitting now in 11th. Uh, in the out of the 12 teams in the Eastern Conference, Loudon uh, with seven wins, three draws, and then 18 yes, 18 losses in 28 matches. So, the Hounds really do need to take care of business against uh, the rest of the way in the, the six final matches. They will see <clears throat> Tampa uh, in that last final stretch. I think the second to last match in early October. Uh, so that'll obviously be critical but every point will be critical uh, when you're trying to finish at the top of the table and uh, so we're looking forward to I have a couple uh, I have have a special guest coming on shortly here Uh, we're going to bring on Mark Ibarra uh, from the Riverhounds who's you know River Riverhounds midfielders having a really good season you know his second year as a pro I I interviewed him in the preseason but would really want to get to kind of get his feedback about you know this 28 game trek already plus the open cup where he's had an impact uh in in helping the hounds win uh some of those huge uh wins against mls opponents uh and the season he's had uh and and to this point and also you know what this final six matches are going to look like because when talked to Bob Lilly maybe two or three months ago and they were doing really really well and they've maintained that um, he said you know what let's wait let's let's talk about things about you know where we're going top of the table things like that when we get to the final six six to ten matches well they're there they're there it's this final six to ten matches now six matches um, six matches in six weeks uh, there's no midweek games, uh, barring any, you know, cancellations or postponements uh, between now and mid-October. So this is a team that's primed, uh, going to hit the reset button. They've had, they'll have a two-week break between games, and they're in the second, you know, training week now, um, preparing for to return back to action on Saturday night against Loudoun United. So will be interesting to see where the Riverhounds go. Um, and being able to hang on to that top of the table finish and with all the other action going on in the area and the fan support uh, will be interesting too now that we've reached September. Um, Three more matches at Highmark Stadium and three more matches on the road. Um, So that's uh, that's where the Riverhounds stand. Uh, Three and three uh, with top of the table at stake. I know that's the ultimate end game for for this organization and this club is to have as many home playoff matches as possible so that's what we'll be looking forward to seeing how they can finish this has been a remarkable season already the open cup run was amazing the being at or near the top of the table has been um, a good thing but i'm sure they're very determined to finish the job so all right so we're gonna talk to mark ibarra shortly so just hang on Uh, we'll bring mark on in just one second all right, we are now with Mark Ibarra, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds midfielder. Mark, second season. I interviewed you in the preseason, and I remember you know talking about th- you and I talking about you taking those next steps and 
you know, continuing to grow as a player and that sort of thing. And, you know, we've seen the results this year. It's been uh, it's been a good cam, really good campaign for the team. And uh, as, for you as a player watching you progress, um, at least from my perspective, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of confidence, a lot more confidence and um, in terms of chemistry, working with the other midfielders and the other players, um, is is that a sound like a pretty good, st- accurate statement? <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, I think um, the main thing is the the team is winning a ton of games. Um, we're doing well as a team, and I think yeah. With, even when we talked earlier this year, I remember kind of saying, "Look, like when the team." wins when the team does well everyone wins um and i'd say i'd say that has has definitely contributed um it's been exciting to get um a lot of time and build confidence kind of like you said and and those other midfielders all those guys i've known for at least last year um robbie i've known longer obviously and so playing with with him kenny and danny in there has been uh, a lot of fun uh and yeah we're just hoping to keep it rolling yeah, so this season, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of five, you know, whether it's five or three, whatever you want to look at it, uh, it, out of the back. And then it's kind of like these different midfield combinations. And, you know, we know Bob, uh, your coach, Bob Lilly, is going to change things up match to match. Everything, there's always going to be a new wrinkle here or there. Um, we've seen you in different places. You know, we've seen you out wide a few times. We've seen you drop deep. Um you know that it it really is match to match, isn't it? Where where are you going to end up? Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of the guys. I mean, we accept that. Like, it's it's a really competitive roster this year. Um, yeah. There's more than eleven starters. There's a ton of good players all around it. So I think week to week, any way you can get your name on the board, any way you can get into that starting lineup is is a positive like wherever my name is written I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it and try to do the best I can there um, whether that's you know for a few games it it was holding mid where I'm probably most comfortable uh, when I've played the longest but other games it's been yeah like higher it could be kind of an attacking mid role it could be subbing in at loud and at wing back so it could kind of be anything um, so yeah I think this group um, myself and the guys were kind of ready to to play whatever role is needed, um, knowing that there's a lot of good players in the room, and you know wherever wherever we can get on the field is is a boost. So I'll take wherever I can hit. What's um, so you you mentioned the competition? Uh, it, what's it like? You know, beginning of the week. Uh, how much do you know in terms of what your role might be for the next match? Um, I know Bob's big on rotation and trying to have an idea of what everyone will do if there's midweek games and things like that, but. You know now, especially now that it's it's pretty much going to be one game a week, the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, but what's what's that like? You know, you get to Monday morning and Tuesday training, and you know, knowing where you are, and what you need to do. Yeah, um, it's definitely week by week, especially as you said, kind of earlier in the season. There's even more rotation, um, so you know, if you're out one weekend game, you really can't take it personal. It's kind of he's rotating, trying to figure out what his best groups are and stuff like that, but. Um, as the year goes on, yeah, you go into each week. Um, you have to compete, especially Monday and Tuesday. You have to compete. Um, and as the week gets later on, um, usually Thursday, sometimes not till Friday, we'll get an idea of what the group is that's going on the weekend. Um, 
and yeah, from there, I mean, you still have to be locked in, definitely. Uh, those Thursday and Friday sessions are usually, uh, usually at that point, you know the group that's going and, um, and you go out on the field with that group, try to execute the tactics for the game. Um, and yeah, as long as everyone's locked in, zoned in, uh, then that lineup will be, will be going on the weekend. Yeah, so you've had, you know, early in the season, I think, Bob, like you said, it was a lot of rotation, but there were different points where, and, and I think he wanted that even into those Open Cup matches, that was important, because I remember he said after the Maryland Bobcats match that, you know, there's a lot of guys I still want, I need to see more of, um, but you got your chance, really got your chance, uh, I mean, You've gotten plenty of playing time, but up to that, up to the Open Cup match at New England. But that New England match, you know, for you, I felt like it was a real confident booster. I mean, you you made a really key play to set up the goal um, when Danny scored. But um, you know, was that a, a real confidence booster for you that match, or has it just had it been building up to that point? Yeah, I mean. I would say so. Uh, I would say it's a big confidence boost. I think at that point in the season, um, yeah, the, the group was still rotating a whole lot. Um, Danny Griffin had actually just come back to right. his squad, I think, the game before, maybe in Monterey. Uh, and so for me, it was it, even before that, but especially that game, yeah, it was any chance you get to start, you, you better grab it um, and try to make the most of it. And, you know, some games early in the year were tougher. That game, luckily, I mean, went our way. And, and for me, it was a big confidence boost um, going up against, you know, some, some big names and a big team in New England and coming out with the result and being a big factor in it. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a big boost for the confidence. And, you're and, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you. I think you have, yeah, I think you have three assists, at least that's in during the regular, during the um, league play. You might have another one or two in Open Cup. But you've got the assists, you got one goal, you finally got that goal. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. That was great. Um, but I want to ask you about the assists. There's, it was a, there's been at least two times this year where you've done that no-look pass. Uh, I would say like a basketball player, no-look pass. I mean, um, is that just instinct? Is that, you know, I think it's very underrated Thing there, I think you're 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 trying to draw defenders, trying to um, uh, you know, draw defenders in one direction and then go in another, do some misdirection stuff um, on the ball. Um, is that something you've always enjoyed doing as a midfielder, as a playmaker? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I mean for me, any way that I can get it into my forwards. Um, works for me uh i think yeah it's just kind of improvisation um luckily this year a couple times it has come off um and yeah i think it's just it's also about relationships like i know yeah i know danny pretty well i know whether it's as a holding mid or whether he's playing one of the attacking roles he's going to be running he's going to be making those runs so um like playing him in behind is a no-brainer um this year for me i know a couple of my sisters have been to tola so like mm-hmm. him as well, I think I have a good relationship with. Just I know that he's going to be making the runs, and so I know if I can just find a way to get the ball in his direction, one way or another, he's going to hopefully get a couple goals. So I think those relationships help a lot. Yeah, and and to see you know Albert's had such a great season, but 
the importance of having the depth with Tola and JC, like that's that really does help. And I'm sure that you know having an, an added player like JC to the to the mix has been been a good thing too. Oh, 100%. Yeah, great player. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, as far as your group and playmaking, um, you know, those goal opportunities, I know, you you know, you've put a few on. It, it must have been nice uh, to finally get that one, uh, it, it, you know, in the last, in a recent game. Yeah, um, it was a relief in a way. It was, in the moment, it felt um, really great. It felt like that was, kind of game over <laughs> in a way <laughs> um, I knew we had been playing well our performance was kind of up and down in the first half but we got in 2-0 and that put us up 3-0 in the second half um, and usually at that point it felt like alright thank god we put it away 3-0 we can not coast but we can manage it the rest of the game and we're in a great spot and of course that one turned out pretty crazy but right. um, it was and- a great feeling getting that goal and thinking in the moment that it was stealing it. <laughs> yeah, so obviously that's the Hartford game you're talking about. You're up 3 nothing. Uh, things got really crazy. Um, I guess Pittsburgh soccer fans probably want to know um, <laughs> what what that was like, um, you know, after the match. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't uh, pleasant. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just really nervous. So for me yeah. personally, my experience was we were up 3-0. I got a yellow card. Um, yeah. So I subbed off. Uh, I don't know exactly what minute that was, but watching that start from the bench was was a bit um, a bit scary. You know, one goes in, you're feeling like okay, no big deal. Uh, the second one goes in, and you just kind of get this sinking feeling that you know the, the momentum has completely changed. Uh, and that's just kind of what it is sometimes. Yeah. Uh, once or twice a year, it always feels like that. The momentum just shifts so far one way it becomes really difficult um but what a relief for jc to get turned and, yeah. and knock the fourth one home so i think i think the main thing was relief um obviously coach had some um i'm trying to think of the right words some some critiques of, <laughs> of our yeah. ability to close out the game um but overall i think the message was overall hey um, you got out of here with three points and we had a quick turnaround to San Antonio so um, the message was actually overall like okay thank god we got out of here let's get out of here let's get over to San Antonio so I think having that quick turnaround actually might have saved us as players just a little bit yeah, just that we could keep our mojo going into the weekend yeah actually you kind of stole stole my question and that's that's really the, a good segue because you know, it, playing a match against San Antonio, especially after that Hartford in- situation, you know, that definitely was, um, you know, you, you had to raise the bar for 90 plus minutes, right? You couldn't let anything off, uh, could take the foot off the gas against San Antonio. And it did it have a playoff feel to that match? I mean, in terms of intensity and uh, or were the teams really feeling each other out? Um, in terms of intensity, yeah, I'd say so. I'd mm-hmm. say, I mean, for me personally, feeling feeling that match, um, I'm struggling to think of a, a more intense one we've played this year. I think that mm-hmm. was, I think we both teams knew how much that game meant. Um, both of us had ambitions of 
finishing first in our conference and finishing first overall. So we both knew that giving three points to the other team was was going to be a big blow to that. Um, so I think just the intensity and fight from the start was really difficult there. But as a team, I think we were up for it, up for the fight. Um, when they had that kind of run of corners, they had a good amount of them. We, we kept going up, kept getting them out. Um, and I'd say the last 15 or 20, we felt like we had the ball in there and a lot more than they had it in ours. So that was a good feeling, you know, away from home against a really top side to feel like we were in control at, for the last 15 or 20 of that game and probably had the better, better of it uh, coming into the end there. Yeah, and I think that's um, really a good next question is it's three games at home, three on the road to finish the season, six games to go. You're up by one point over Tampa and two over Charleston. There's a lot of work to be done, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, a whole lot of work. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's really hard not to look left and right. Um, But I think as a group, we just have to make sure we take care of our business. There's you know, we might have the best run in of the teams that are competing at the top, but, you know, a lot of these teams are fighting for playoff spots. Uh, a lot of these teams, you know, they, they have a whole lot to prove and a whole lot to fight for going into the end of the season. So I don't expect any easy games. Like I know coaches just look, don't expect anything to be given to you. Don't expect anything easy. And if we take care of our business, um, that's all we can do. And I mean, personally, I think if we take care of our games, we have a real good shot at, at finishing up first. Absolutely. And so the first test is going to be loud. And, um, you know, they've been interesting this year. I think they've, uh, they have some, they're, they're moving in the direction of being an independent club now. Um, but, you know, they, it always seems like it's a battle with them uh, whenever you play them. What, what, you know, what do you, would you say are their strengths and, and you know for Saturday's match? Uh, what what are you looking out to take away from them? And what uh, you know what type of match are you expecting on Saturday? Yeah, um, you know what we what we see when we play them and what we always hear about them is they play free. Um, they've got a few young attackers. They're they're really dynamic. Uh, they're quick, and so they're always going to be dangerous if you. If you give them opportunities and they're on their day, they can they can score goals, they can be dynamic, they can be dangerous. So I think we just have to be ready for that. We can't let them, you know, have an open game. We can't lose our discipline and, and give them chances. Um, and, and yes, I mean, I think those are the dangers from them. And playing the game at home, we just have to make sure we're disciplined, we're strong. Um, and we're doing our best to create chances at the other end. So, um, yeah, I think I think we expect them to be dangerous. We expect them to play free, but um, as long as we're disciplined, we play to our best. Um, we expect that we can take care of it at home. Yeah, and, and speaking of playing at home, like this is. It's been a while. There was this long stretch through the summer. It must have been really nice playing before the home fans, and then also playing before the home fans in the uh, Open Cup match, at least the one. Um, it, it's been a great, fun season, hasn't it? And playing in front of the fans. I mean, the, the, we've never seen this type of run of fan support at Highmark Stadium in the ten plus years uh, at the, at the at this point. Uh, so, 
it must be must be really special. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the, this year's fan support? Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Uh, I think the fans are a big part of what's made it so hard for teams to come to Pittsburgh and, and get any kind of result. Uh, it's been it's been a great run of games for us here. Um, I don't know our exact record at home, but I know it's really good. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it means a whole lot to do that in front of the fans, have their support. You know, you can definitely hear them through the games, and you can see the Steel Army throughout the game kind of letting off smoke when we score or this. Um, so, you know, having that behind us uh, gives us a lot of belief, gives us a lot of confidence playing at home. Uh, and, yeah, it's been a special year. Yeah, and so it's going to be important to get that, try to get a, as much home field as you can uh, in the playoffs, right? I mean, that's that seems to be a theme. I mean, Kenny talked about it at nauseum in the preseason. <laughs> he's just that, I'm sure he's the captain. He's he's continues. He's still talking about that to everybody, but that that would be great, like a lot of home cooking for for October and November, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that's exactly what we're hoping for, I know last year we couldn't reach that goal. Uh, we had to go away to Birmingham and away to Louisville. Um, this year we're in a good spot to do it, but can't take anything for granted. Um, but yeah, I mean, along with finishing first, um, finishing as high up in the table as we possibly can to give ourselves home games uh, will mean a lot, especially you know the success we've had at Highmark this year. It'll give us a lot of confidence going into the playoffs if we know, hey, we're at least getting, hopefully, all our games at high mark, or if we're at least getting three, maybe two. I mean, any games we can get at home will give us a whole lot of confidence uh, to go far in the playoffs this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, you know, Mark, um, you, 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 I'm sure you're you're really geared up for these six matches, but uh, where, where are you in terms of um, being able to keep up with uh, your beloved uh, Wolverines and um, any thoughts on uh, the early first couple weeks in the college uh, landscape? It's it's been an interesting from what I've seen. Um, you know, Pitt struggling a little bit, but you know, Penn State gave them a, a pretty good game. Um, they ended up tying, but um, I don't know. What, any thoughts on uh, early college season uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's always fun to to watch, especially the first couple weeks of the season, just to see. Right. You know how the how the group there is going to be doing. Um, I watched uh, a couple of the Michigan games so far. Um, you know they seem they seem like they've got a lot of potential. They've got a lot of young guys over there now. So I don't know too many that are left. But right. uh, one of my buddies, Mike Leone, scored in their last game. They they came up short against Bowling Green, but uh, you know I'm excited to see how they do. Hopefully they can make a run in the Big Ten this year, uh, and then. Locally, it's always fun. Uh, last night, we went out to the pit game against Marshall. Yeah, uh, a few of us on the team, and <laughs> well, there were a few of you wearing uh, a few guys wearing their thundering herd gear. I'm sure, right? Uh, Lau and uh, you know, we're, and and, we're and Nate is a hard time. Uh, <laughs> he's he's the biggest pit fan, and he was wearing the wrong colors. Uh, so Wait, who? He looked like a Marshall fan. Uh, oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Arturo and 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 um, and Kiza, and you had to keep them away from Nate and and Alal. Exactly. Yeah. I was sitting between Kiza and Alal yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> the, the taunting from Alal was was tough to watch. Right. But uh, that was, right. was a fun game to go to. Both teams were were definitely really dangerous, and 
you know, hopefully, hopefully pick and turn it around, our hometown team. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun that, you know, the, the Riverhounds have done a lot in this community and, and people are excited about that. But but there's just there's so much more in terms of soccer. There was a, a recent poll that said Pittsburgh is like the 30th best soccer city in the country. Like, you know, we, we don't we don't need MLS to be a great soccer city. Right, Mark? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's been, right. it's been a lot of fun here, and it's fun to see all the different teams in town. All right. Well, Mark, it's been fun to talk to you. I appreciate the interview. Uh, great catching up, too, because, you know, I, we had that interview in the preseason, and I said, you know, it'd be good to catch up with you now. So um, I do appreciate your time. Good luck the rest of the way, uh, and we'll see you on Saturday at Highmark Stadium. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all the best. All right. Thanks, Mark. Have a good day. All right. All right. Bye. How you know how things are going? Um, you know, we, sick. I, I remember way back in, um, I don't know, maybe May or early June, things were going pretty well. But you said, you know, let's let's wait, let's look at like when we're at ten games left in the season, or eight or nine or six. Um, you're at six now, so you know, how do you feel about everything right now? Well, we're in the we're in the hunt. You know, I think every game is really pivotal now um done a lot of good things to get in this position uh you know played well against the top teams in in the east uh specifically um you know you gotta get results now though because you know there's a big difference between you know, finishing in, in one of those top spots with the amount of home games you get. Uh, you know, and that's the challenge now to keep grinding out results. And everything will be tricky now. Um, you know, we struggled to get a late one in Hartford. Um, Hartford had a bunch of guys missing and and, and almost went into Tampa and stole points. Like yeah. Sacramento, San Antonio dropped points recently. Uh, especially San Antonio has gone four games when you know. So every uh, you know our biggest game right now is Loudon. We're at home. We need to maximize our points at home, and we still have three tough road games left with Detroit and Miami both, you know, on that playoff line and, and they both have good results uh, you know, over the last month or so, both of those teams have, have fought and gotten in position to to make a run to get into the playoffs and then the, the game in Tampa so I think it's three tough places to play um, you know, Miami, Detroit and Tampa uh you know, and then we've got a max out at home as well. So that's, I mean, that's where our focus is. Uh, you know, I think we're a little bit, you know, a little clearer picture for everyone, you know, what our identity is. And um, we can play in, you know, in some different ways. Know how players can help us off the bench. So, I mean, there's a lot we've learned through the course of the year, and you know, now it comes down to executing it and being at our best in these games that matter. 
Yeah, and last year was interesting because I know down the stretch, you know, there was some disappointment. The team, you know, showed a lot of fight during the playoffs. But like you said, that disappointing the way, you know, finished during the regular season. And with this group, do you feel like this group really is determined not to let that happen again this year? I actually was disappointed in the season, uh, you know, as a whole in terms of the development. I thought we ended the season well. That's why I thought we. That's why I thought we did well at playoff time to knock off Birmingham on the road and right. almost get Louisville. Um, we played San Antonio late, who was clearly the best team by far last year. Right. We played them at home, and I thought for sixty minutes looked the better team. I think they wore us down and they scored late and um, you know, they're getting a lot of restarts and they, I think they scored in the 86th minute. I thought we played exceptionally well in, in Sacramento. We flew cross country and had like a 2 o'clock game in close to 100 degree heat uh, after tough travel. Got in late at night and had to play early. I mean, it was a, it was a difficult trip and got a draw there uh, against one of the better teams in the league. So I actually thought our form playing-wise was good. I mean, I, I felt like we, we kind of started really well. You know, we're very average through most of the season and, 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 and even uh, you know, even below average at times where we just kind of coast through the season uh, and went from a very commanding position after 10 games to hanging around, you know, four, five, six. So I felt we fell off during the season. And at the end, right. we hit form and, and just missed out on getting a home game. Um, but we had some momentum based on our play. Uh, you know, obviously this year I think we've been more consistent and we've stayed, uh, you know, after a, a bit of a slow start with a lot of draws, we, you know, we went unbeaten for a long stretch and started to convert those wins, those draws into wins. And, um, I think we've handled being near the top over the last 10 games pretty well. Um, you know, we've played... Most of our, you know, other than other than than Tampa, um, the other five games are, are they're not they're not littered with top of the table teams. So, you know, we've we've endured. The, a lot of uh, challenges and we've come through them pretty well. Now, you know, these games won't be easy because anyone, New Mexico, Tulsa, uh, Miami, Detroit, those games sometimes can be the hardest of all because those teams are desperate because mm-hmm. of where they are in the standings in regards to playoffs. Um, the Tampa's going to pose its own problems having to go there. Uh, and play really well, but we we played we we played really well on the road in some very difficult places. So 
you know, I, I think our, our, our road record arguably could be better. Um, you know, a lot of draws there where we gave up late goals. Or, uh, so, I mean, I, I think we, we've performed pretty well on the road, and, and we've been solid pretty much all year at home. Yeah. What about the, your squad rotation? You know, you I think it's six. What is it? Six weeks, six games. So you're you're looking at a lot of competition during the week, and uh, it seems like health wise, roster wise, you're for the most part yeah. a pretty good uh, pr- from what I could see. But but yeah, what what's that look like? And and you have a do you have a vision of where you're going with this group, or, or is it still like a lot of guys can can contribute? A lot can contribute, but I don't. I don't see a lot of changes week to week now. Now with you know, we we moved pieces around when we had the Wednesday, Saturday, and then Saturday, Wednesday. We had a couple two games in, in a tight window, um, but we haven't. We were managing three games in a tight window earlier in the year, um, pretty well, rotating and using everyone. And, you know, now I think there will be less changes in the starting lineup. Um, there is still a lot of competition just getting in the 18. I mean, every week we're leaving guys out of the 18 that really don't want to leave out of the 18 because they've shown even, even off the bench they can help us and, uh, you know, unfortunately the league only lets us dress 18, you know, and, you're trying to predict what we may need off the bench and how the game may play out. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, some changes there. But, you know, even that, we're at a point now where I don't see a lot of, you know, players coming in and out of the lineup. I think, you know, we know we've had all, all year to evaluate, you know, players have had, uh, all of them have had opportunities where, uh, you know, we've got to make some, some tough decisions in terms of, okay, who's starting, who are the guys off the bench. And I just think that's going to be uh, more consistent now uh, over these last six games. And even over the last four or five, you know, for the most part, we that's, that's been starting to stay more consistent. You know, obviously there's, there's times we, you know, we played Hartford and then we obviously introduced some new guys in the lineup with the travel from Hartford to San Antonio. Like that, that was uh, something that we felt we were going to do. But, you know, before that, uh, we had two games where there's some changes, but, I don't know that, you know, the 18 changed much, and I, I don't think there's, you know, early in the year we were we were playing some games where one one game we'd have a certain starting lineup and there may be eight or nine changes the next game. Now, maybe it's only four, even though there's a close window and uh, there's a possibility we play the last six weeks and if we're winning those games, there's a possibility there may not be any changes in the starting lineup week to week at this point. Yeah. 
What about the, um, you have, I guess, Jamali and DZ are both going to be on national team duty, at least just for this weekend. Um, how much of that do you anticipate beyond this week? I, I haven't looked that closely at the international schedules, but um, is, are you have any other expectations or what's going on uh, as far uh, as their schedules? No, I don't, I don't think we're going to have any other issues with that. And, you know, obviously that's a, a key one in, in regards to Jamali, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited Christian gets a game. He has trained well, uh, and he's been training well for a while. You know, we just, you know, Jamali has, has grown a lot last year, this year, to the point where, you know, he clearly established himself as, as the number one earlier in the year. And we've stayed with that, and you know, but I think it's important that, you know, Christian, who's grown and, and gets, an, gets an opportunity, and it is a big game for us yeah. at home. Loudon can be dangerous. He's got to be there ready to play. So for us, it's, you know, Jamali could get hurt, you know. You, why generally, you know, I've tried to play everyone so that you're always prepared, and I think it's an important game for Christian at this point. For sure, absolutely. All right, Bob, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I, I appreciate your time today and um, doing the interview. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday no at Highmark. All right, thanks, John. All right, Bob, have a good one. Take care. All right, bye. And that was Bob Lilly on the second uh, end of that, uh, the back-to-back interviews. I did not introduce the fact that Bob would be on the podcast, but but right after Mark and I spoke, um, uh, Bob and I did connect. So, um, you know, it it asked him about the uh, last year coming down the stretch, and when I spoke with Kennardo Forbes, the the Hounds captain, longtime veterans, played with Bob for all these years. Um, Kenny, uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, talked a lot about that. You know, they really, really want to get that home home field matchup um, as as much as possible during the playoffs. So I think the team is pretty focused and determined now that they've had a chance to take it a week off and then hit the reset button. But Bob made an interesting point about how they did start to play really well at the end of last season, but there was a lot of those hiccups in the middle of the season in 2022 that, and for the most part, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of new guys, but they're the core group of veterans and returnees, you know, your Danny Griffins, your Albert Dequas, Canardo Forbes, Robbie Mertz, you know, they're, they were, they experienced this last year. So I think they wanted to make sure and be more consistent this season. And Bob talked about that as well um, in this, this interview. Um, uh, so that's what the Hounds are, are going to really be focused on. You know, if they could finish out the season anywhere with, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 points, uh, they'll be in great shape they, they should be in great shape to finish at the top of the table or right near the top of the table and I think they'll take their chances being at home you know against any opponent so um, all right well uh, that was it we had Mark Kubara and Bob Lilly back to back and um, a nice clean uh, less than half hour probably or so of interviews with both of them so so really good stuff um and uh, you know again i 
do look, anticipate another to drop another podcast um, probably at the end of the week or even into the weekend. Um, looking forward to having some conversations with some of the local college coaches in the area. So until then, uh, this is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, sounding off on soccer.